There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Woo! Coming up on this episode, we've got lots of exciting things for our 100th episode. Yes, it's a special so I'm going to tell you how our show usually works. Oh, yeah. How it usually works is we go back to 1984, we review a movie and rate it old or good. That's it. That's the entire mm. structure of our podcast. But this week, we're mixing it up because of our 100th episode. We're just putting in that little bit more effort. Yes. But we are still reviewing a movie from 1984, which I think is still the main focus of the episode as mm, well. We're still absolutely. going back. We wouldn't want to abandon that no, uh, no, no, for, no. for our loyal listeners. No, we are still going to be doing a, uh, a regular full synopsis review later in the episode of Beverly Hills Cop, which will be fun. Mm, yes. Nice movie, that one. Oh, yeah. And my name's Sandro, and you are Zach. But if you don't know that, that means this is your first episode listening and you probably should not start with episode 100 just saying and so we've got the new year coming up we're teasing that for you here we're gonna be like oh is it 1987 is it 1993 is it uh 19 what was it 77 yep uh and 2005 those were the options that ancient ancient year of 2005 you'll find out it's gonna happen we're gonna announce it next episode yeah not this episode (laughs) not this episode (laughs) you thought we were gonna (laughs) you thought we were gonna announce it you were getting ready you sneaky little listener you were like oh they're gonna announce it nah next episode next episode this episode's too packed it's too packed there's too much stuff because we've got a quiz, an Oof. epic quiz, a quiz of huge proportions. We've got yes. an interview yes. coming up. Who's interviewing us? Oh, that was Ben. Ben! Yeah, we gave him a segment. Friend of the show, Ben Volchok, you gave him a segment where he interviewed that. Mm. Mm. I don't know if that was the best idea. We also gave Rob Lloyd a segment, but that was just talking about two movies. So that one's fine. Yeah, that one makes sense, I feel. Anyway, and then uh, and then we got the... Beverly oh, Hills Cop. Yeah, and there's also and there's also bloopers. Yep. Bunch of short blooper segments. Did you uh, say bloopers? You want to do a virus scan, Sandra? It's virus scan. Ooh. Oh, bloopers! Yeah. I almost completely completely forgot about bloopers. Uh, I thought we save that for next year. Yeah, we can do. Well, we can do like a special at some point. He's having an ectoplasm dream. <laughs> oh no. Nice. <laughs> he got all slammed. <laughs> uh, why he would think Melvin. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. So Sandra's power just went out. Oh, as in yep. the power in his house. Yeah, yeah. So as Jeez. I was talking, uh, his power went out. So that's good. Shit. My- might want to just pause the recording. Yeah, okay. Stop bringing it up. Yeah, I know that's a personal <laughs> problem for you. <laughs> and the never-ending story playing in the background. Okay, yeah. Sometimes I really hate this does that one. <laughs> does, does that one speak to you, Ben? Are you getting a good vibe for this one? Ben? 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 I think that one killed Ben. Have we lost Ben? We can't hear you if you're talking. Ooh. 
Oh, yep, nope, he left. Ah, damn. All right, let's pause recording. Yeah, I gave you too much power. Yeah. I, um, I gave you too... The, the, the whole point of bloopers is whenever Zach yells bloopers, I got to put in a blooper segment and... Uh, yeah, and I, and I did. It's too much power. Just then, because you mentioned it. I was waiting till you mentioned it. Yep. As soon as you mentioned it, boom. They're in there. They're in there. Anyway, we better get to the first part. So what's happening first oh first is a quiz that you made up yeah so so we, we spent a day recording with uh i was gonna say eight people but i'm one of them so recording with seven people to do this quiz and then i edited it all together and uh we split it up into two parts you're gonna hear the first part <gasps> right now now Oh, not now. Oh, just give right. it a couple more seconds. Give it a couple more. Yeah, we need to warm it up in the oven. Get it, get it started. Okay, now. All right, and welcome back to the quiz of quiz, the mighty quiz, the raving quiz, the quiz that doesn't know an end except when it finishes. We have on our show Sandro, Jens Fierce, Reese Parton, Jacob Sacher. How the quiz works is I'm going to go through a couple of questions. They have multiple choice answers. You know, A, B, C, D, that sort of thing. You just got to pick one of those answers. If it's right, you get a point. If it's not, you don't. Sounds good. Are you ready? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. Befaddle me, baby. I'm ready. You know what? I was born ready. Let's do this. That is the incorrect answer. (laughs) You don't gain a point. You didn't give me options. Question one. What was the movie we watched on episode 12? Was it A, Serial Mum, B, The Mighty Ducks, C, Monkey Trouble, or D, Jimmy Hollywood? I'm going to be honest, I have no idea, but I'm going to go for B because I like that one. It is correct. It is B, The Mighty Ducks. It's correct. Okay, the only one of those that I remember is Mighty Ducks. So lock it in. Mighty Ducks. You're putting in Mighty Ducks? You are correct. It is in yes. fact The Mighty Ducks. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go see Monkey Trouble. Monkey Trouble. Oh, you were close. Mm. It was actually B, The Mighty Ducks. I I love that film. Oh, well. Episode 12. I feel like Mighty Ducks was episode 10 or something. And I remember that we had to record a bunch of them because Comedy Festival got in the way of our program. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's Serial Mum. Ooh, very mm. close. Serial Mum was number 15. Unfortunately, the answer was B, The Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. Question number two. In 1986, the oldie but a goodie song was released by who? Was it A, Eddie Mike, B, Mitchell Eddie, C, Mike Eddie, or D, Eddie Mitchell? Let's look in D, Eddie Mitchell. It was, in fact, D, Eddie Mitchell. Yes! Well done. Yes! Whoa! Jeez. Um, I'm going to stick with C again. you got to stick with C? Oh, you were close again. It was actually D. <laughs> I'll go for D. You go for D? It is correct. Really? D. These are just guesses. I am going to say it's D, Eddie Mitchell. It is, in fact, D, Eddie Mitchell. Well done. Yes. yes. Uh, for a bonus point, Ooh. what language is it? The title of the song is Oldie But A Goodie, right? Yes, correct. I'm going to say it's French. It is, in fact, French. Whoa. Well done, well done. Oh, no idea. No idea? No idea. English. Ah, that's incorrect. It was actually French. It's okay. You can't win them all. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. cannot win them all. English? I don't know. Ah, close. It was actually French. You see, I was told that I couldn't study for this test. I absolutely (laughs) could have studied for this. You could have. I would have done it too. Question number three. The term oldie but a goodie was coined by Los Angeles radio disc jockey Art Labo in 
what year? Is it A, 1957, B, 1962, C, 1989, or D, 1973? It's an, it's an odd one because it feels like it's a saying that people have been saying for a long time, but also it's talking about old things, so it's hard to pick out of them. Mm. I'm going to go for D on that one. I'm going to go 60s. I'm going to go 89. That's the year I was born, so it's a lucky one. Hit me with that 89, please, Zaka. Ah, unfortunately it was A, uh, 1957. What? Jacob! Yeah. Early? I thought, God, surely not that early. Well, there you go. I've got to stop choosing C. Question number four. At the current time of making this, Wiki defines the meaning of the phrase, oldie but a goodie, as A, something that is old but good. B, something of media that is aged but is still of high quality. C, an object or concept that is not degraded with time. Or D, something that is old or a tradition but is still valued or golden, a classic. I'm going to go with A because it's simple and it's exactly what it means. It is, in fact, A. Yay! Something that is old but good. Well done, yes. It's old but good. I mean, don't need to get any more complicated than that. Personally, I would say D. That's my definition of it. Yeah, you you would say D? Is that what you're going with? Are you locking that in? Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay, Zach, I like to think of myself as a bit of a Wikipedia expert, and I think it is B. Unfortunately, it is A. Something that is old, but good. See, I feel like A and D are very similar, but I'm going to go for A. It is correct. It is A. Well done. I mean, I feel like it literally says it in the saying. Question five. What is Zack's favourite movie series? A. Star Wars B. Jurassic Park C. Lord of the Rings And D. Harry Potter Why isn't the mask on there? C. C is correct. Well done. You didn't even hear the caveats. (sighs) I'm on a roll now. The caveats are A. Star Wars is 1 through 6 B. Jurassic Park is all of them, especially Jurassic World C is Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit. And D is Harry Potter, not Fantastic Beasts. Because you're so specific, though, with Star Wars, I'm going to say Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think that you like Jurassic Park. And I think that you like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Those I definitely think you like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think of those, the one you like the most is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? That is correct. I'm, I'm, so I'm tuned in, Zach. Dude, you're, you're, you're killing it here. I'm in the zone right now. Now, I've known you for a long time. You always carry a copy of The Hobbit in your backpack or wherever. Yes, that's my favourite book of all time. Uh, Okay, you make fun of Harry Potter a lot, even though you like it, so I'm going to cut Harry Potter out. Uh, You make fun of Star Wars a lot. You probably don't like the majority of Star Wars movies, so I'm going to cut Star Wars out. I'm going to say Lord of the Rings, actually. I'm going to lock in Lord of the Rings. I think you knew the answer, but you're correct. It is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I think you were just sort of dragging that out for the podcast, Sandro. I'm just trying to make content. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's good. I'm glad. No, you should have known that, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Question number six. In the episode on Gremlins, in the raving review segment, Ryan wrote this review for the movie, Blu-ray edition. Thanks, Daniel. What did he rate the film? We have A, 2.5 out of 5. B, 5 out of 5. C, 4 out of 5. Or D, 0.5 out of 5. Or E, 1 out of 5. Wow. <laughs> Hang on, so what was the re- the review again? Just go through the review. The, the review that v- Ryan wrote for Gremlins was Blu-ray edition. 
Thanks, Daniel. Now, I was never an expert at raving reviews. It was never my strong point. That's okay. That's okay. I reckon Ryan's a bit of an dunder, a dunderpuss. Mm-hmm. Has no idea how to use this software. I mean, he's th- he's thanks Daniel on the <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. So that makes me think. 0.5. 0.5. See, when I heard that, my immediate response was to say 3 out of 5, but there are different options. <laughs> there is not a 3 out of 5 option. What's the middle one? Because <laughs> my instinct is to go for mid-range. 2.5 out of 5. All right, I'll go for 2.5. That was 5 out of 5, wasn't it? C, which was, I think, I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> it was 4 out of 5. Thank C. you, 4 out of 5. It was, in fact, C. That's the correct answer. Well yes. done. I was like, The Gremlins is a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of us are saying thanks, Dan, these days, by the way. Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a voice in my ear. Uh, no political opinions on the show. I was just thanking Dan for the Blu-ray. Jesus Christ. Not everything is Dan Andrews, Sandra. That's going to be a negative point if you continue to make this political. Have fun, editor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate me for that. <laughs> Question 7. I wrote this quote in my notes. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. What movie is this from? Is it A, Gremlins, B, Ghostbusters, C, Indiana Jones, or D, Footloose? Okay, I've seen Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. and I've listened to the episode with Sandy where you do Footloose. Mm. Okay, I've also seen Ghostbusters. I can't remember it from any of those. Therefore, lock in A, please, Sam. It's B, Ghostbusters. B. It's definitely Ghostbusters, and I believe that uh, Venkman says that. Well, there is a bonus point here. Okay. Because you got it correct. Describe the scene where this quote is said. Uh, that shows that I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a while, because I can't quite remember. But I do remember it being very funny to me. <laughs> that is uh, when they are in the room with the mayor, and you've got the environmental guy making fun of Bill Murray, and then Bill Murray comes around and he says, No, this guy's got no dick. Uh, yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you the bonus point. They're at the mayor's office, I believe, trying to get him to agree to do something or other. Um, and then another guy comes in. <laughs> and he gets called Dickless, based, I think. And then Franklin says, yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Well done, yes. Question eight. On December 31, 2018, we released our first episode. What movie was also released on the same day? Was it A, Dino King? B. Aquaman C. Mortal Engines D. Once Upon a Deadpool E. Holmes and Watson F. Taylor Swift Reputation Stadium Tour G. Leprechaun Returns H. Bumblebee I. Puka J. Lewis and the Aliens or K. Dragon Ball Super Broly Is this the one that has multiple answers? You are correct. This one has multiple answers, but you can only choose one of them. Okay, I don't think it's Holmes and Watson. I think it's the Deadpool one. I'm leaning towards the Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool being one of them. I saw Mortal Engines, and I don't remember it being summer when we saw it. I believe I was there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with... um... Bumblebee. I know that, a, that quite a few of those were released in December. Yes, all of these mo- movies were released in December. It's Aquaman. I remember Aquaman came out on New Year's, but that might not be the Australian release date, but I'm going to lock in Aquaman. Ah, uh, unfortunately, Aquaman came out on the 21st, not the 31st. Uh... The answers for that ones were A, Dino King, F, Taylor Swift, Reputation Stadium Tour, and Jay, Lewis and the Aliens. I have seen none of those. 
That is weird. It's crazy, that. Question number nine. Of the top four questions I've asked you, which one of these is the wrong answer? Is it A, 1957, B, something that is good but old, C, Eddie Mitchell, or D, The Mighty Ducks? B. Yes, it is B, correct. B. It's old, it's old but good, not good but old. Mighty Ducks was right, it was mid-50s. Was it mid- yeah, no, it was mid-50s. I'm gonna go C, but I really don't know. I think it's none of them, to be honest. I think they're all right. Mm. Eddie Mitchell, because I gave that one. But I was right. I was right when I said it. Take that back. Mighty Ducks. It's Mighty Ducks. Mm. It was actually B. Something that is good, but old. Oh. It was actually something that is old, but good. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for our final question. <laughs> question 10. What is the best part of the podcast? Is it A, smelly old Sandro? B, the clearly biased quiz runner Zach? C, the movies doing all the work? Or D, you, the guest, for being on the show? I'm a guest? That's that's what's written here. See, I'm not arrogant enough to go for that last one. Mm. And the movies don't do all the work, because sometimes the movies are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pick favourites out of the two of you, so I, uh, I forfeit. <laughs> you know what, Zach? I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And I reckon you're going to say Sandra is the best. The answer is B. Definitely D. It is! Thank you very much Yay. for being on the show. You, you've been wonderful. You've been wonderful. <laughs> oh, what a great little quiz oh, segment. fantastic. <sighs> I love that quiz. I love that segment. I love that I made it. Yes. And that I'm the best. Those are the two things I love about Although, it. Although, um, the answer of the final question was that you're not the best. Oh, yeah. So, well, you know, then you have to wait to the part two. What are you doing? Oh, you're spoiling everything. What? Uh, well, at the end of that round, do you want to know how the points tally up? How do the points tally up? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. All right, go for it. Jacob's got three points. Ooh, three points. All right. I feel like he was really put off by the Wikipedia question, and after that, yeah. just, didn't re- just didn't really find the way back. I think that one really threw him on the wrong track, and he... He didn't hop on the right one <laughs> oh, well. after that. He just he doubled down on the wrong track, mm. and I feel like that was his downfall. Uh, I'm tied with Reese. We've both got five points. And then winning mm, mm. is Jen on seven points. Ooh, she's doing all right. She's doing all right. I'm surprised uh, people got uh, to five points. Like, you got quite a few points. Yeah. Which I was expecting. Um, you are on the show every week, so I was really hoping... You wouldn't fail us, and you didn't. Well, I did get a couple wrong. Yeah, I mean, you got at least 50% of them wrong, yes. seeing as there's 10 questions and you got five points. But I feel like only 50% of the questions mattered anyway, so... <laughs> what do you mean? I don't... Th- I, I, I don't disagree. Know. What I mean, what I mean is that I'm, I'm really excited for us to review Beverly Hills Cop this week. Oh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. I forgot we were doing that yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the epic quiz we just listened to. Exactly. Man, ah. Oh. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but no. I'll just say it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good movie. I've got so many notes. I've got so much critical analysis mm. ready for that mm. for that movie. But first, mm. but first, Sandra. What's first? What's first? Well, we got this little little interview oh. that lined up with a with a famous 
famous uh, guest star Ben Volchok. We gave Ben Volchok a 20-minute segment, and you're about to hear yeah. what he did with those 20 minutes. Yeah. Was it a mistake? <laughs> you decide for yourself. I don't think so. It was great. Either way, we may have dug ourselves a grave. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Did we dig it? I think maybe we 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 made the mistake. We were we were coerced at gunpoint to dig it, I think. <laughs> anyway, here is an interview with Ben Volchok. And you're listening to another edition of the very first interview with the hosts. Um, I'm your host of the interview with the hosts, Ben Volchok, a longtime guest and friend of the show, Oldie Butter Goody. And with me are the two hosts of the show, Oldie Butter Goody. Please give a warm welcome to yourselves, Sandro and Zach. Yeah. Oh, hello, Zach. Yeah. Hello. Oh, good to be here. This is going to be just like a little bit of an informal chat uh, between us all. We're, we're just going to, you know, shoot some breeze, wag some chins, ah, uh, yeah. chew some fat. Mm. Um, and we're also going to talk to each other. <laughs> uh, as hosts and, I suppose, creators, collaborators, uh, founders of the show, uh, what uh, what prompted you to, to, to do the show, to start making mm. oldie butter goodie? Uh, well, you see, uh, I know the answer to this question and I can tell you right now. Cause, um, Great. Well, you see, it's a very long and intricate backstory. You see, Sandra asked me to. Great. Uh, yeah. Sandra, why did you... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, um, I came up with the idea uh, halfway through 2018, uh, and I was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if there was a podcast that did this and this and this?" And then I was like, "Hmm, that's a good idea. I'll write it down in my notes." And then uh, near the end of the year, I was like, "I'm bored. I want a podcast." So I asked Zach to do it. And here we are today. Great, fantastic, um, <laughs> fantastic, jolly good. Who came up with the title? I think I did. I think you did. Yeah, that was you. I think we br- we brainstormed it together. We were throwing ideas to each other, to one of them. You know, the, we had a wall and we were throwing sticky things at it, and one of them yes. stuck. One of them stuck. From memory, right. it was between oldie but a goodie or oldie or a goodie. And I'm very yes. glad that Zach was like, no, we're not doing oldie or a goodie. That's <laughs> yeah. a terrible title. That's, yeah, no, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to agree. I think I think you made, out of those two choices, I think you made definitely the right choice, which, which mm. does actually lead me into my next question, um, which is, I think, a, a question I've raised on many occasions, and it's quite a controversial uh, mm. topic. Um, uh, so... You know, no excuses for me not bringing it up. And the 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 notion of uh, you know brought up in your title of oldie but a goodie, or e- even more blatantly and explicitly an oldie or a goodie, is the sort of false dichotomy between the notions of oldies and the notions of goodies. Um, and I'm just wondering if you could provide a little bit of clarification or just some of your opinions on this false dichotomy which you have so uh, shamelessly constructed. Uh, yeah, I can I can answer this one, Sandro, do you, if you wanted to answer this one. No, go for it, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> well, you see, it's it's quite intricate. You see, you see some things are old, but they're good. Mm. Um, because they're enjoyable, but some things are old, and they're just old. 
Mm. Some movies are old, some are good, some are good and old, and some are old and old. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what we're all about. Yeah, my my thinking as well is, well, yeah, I completely agree with everything that my co-host just said. On top of that, uh, I don't think that rating matters. It's the review that matters. And uh, us calling them oldie and goodies is really just a gimmick, if you will, much like mm. 3D uh, in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Who cares about 3D? It's just there to get you in there. It's the same with the rating system. It's just there to get the ears on the episode. Everybody goes, ha, huh, it's 3D. And once it gets in there, they're like, oh, I hate this. Why did they make this 3D? 3D, but we got you in there. Mm. We got you in the cinema. Uh-huh. Got him. So, so you're basically admitting that your entire podcast is a marketing ploy, a cheap marketing ploy. Oh, absolutely. To sow discord in in the cinema world. Yeah, I think I really felt that you could use more discord. So, like, that's what we're here for. That's what we stand by. We don't even use discord to record unless we do sometimes. <laughs> 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 Great. So, uh, just pressing a little bit further into that um, false dichotomy that you've uh, fabricated, uh, th- this idea that 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 older films somehow don't have an inherent quality and that they must be imbued with a certain extra goodness. Why not simply, you know, oldie and sometimes it's also goodie. You know, this sort of like. Oh, it's old, but it's good. I, I just can't wrap my head around this, you know. They, why, why not? Why not? Uh, uh, oldie, a uh, goodie or baddie? Uh-huh. I think Sandro can explain this one perfectly. He's 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 onto this one. Yeah, I think it's incredibly problematic that you are saying that movies that are old aren't good, and that is really one of the big points of the podcast that we wanted to to set out and do. Was yes, there are so many. Uh, oldies that came out but also a lot of those oldies are in fact goodies there are so many great movies that we have found stuff like renaissance man with uh, danny devito a movie that nobody remembers but we found it and uh, in many ways we were the renaissance for that movie and without us that movie just wouldn't really be known at the moment anymore so Mm. uh, yeah i find uh, your question uh, quite offensive actually as a fan of movies that are sometimes old and oldies but also sometimes they're goodies uh zach do you have anything to add old things are bad new things good well i, I suppose that uh that does uh that does answer my question i suppose you do uh have a very narrow-minded idea of of, of what it means and proud of it mm, mm, mm. okay right i see I see uh, whom I'm dealing with here. Now, uh, moving on to a a slightly different but still connected Mm -hmm. issue. Uh, This idea of uh, an oldie, um, what passes your cutoff date to be an oldie? Because I I noticed that your first season covered films from the year 1994, Mm. which Mm -hmm. I'm older than, Mm. and I don't consider myself tremendously Ooh. old mm. um what um prompted you to choose 1994 even though it was 25 years and not say you know 25 years prior to that in 1979 mm. uh no 1969 <laughs> why not 1969 mm. uh i'll just very quickly before i'm sure my co-host mm-hmm. has got something mm-hmm. to say here uh i forget why we picked 1994 because <laughs> it was 25 years ago that was, oh, yeah. that was your thing. It was 25 years between recording and it was, you know, marking the 25th. But wh- wh- <clears throat> wh- why, why 
25, why, why not, you know, 30, 40, 45, 50, 100 years? You know, you've got over a century of cinema to choose from, and you choose something remarkably close to our present day. Why, why, why would you do that? It's, it's quite simple. Anything that's 25 or above is old. That's just a fact. <laughs> 25 and up. You're just old. You're past your prime. It's all downhill from there. Mm. Um, you know, mm. uh, uh, you're a boomer stage right there. 25 and up, well, yeah. you've hit levels of boomer. And if you're a boomer, you're old. Um, and mm. therefore, if a movie has just hit the level of boomer, which we were celebrating, we were going throughout the year as each movie came out, it was then becoming a boomer and therefore old. It was a boomer movie. And so we were reviewing boomer movies because they're old. And that's why we did that, Sandra. Yeah. Oh, I sure do love Leon the Professional, my favourite boomer movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Only boomers can appreciate those movies. I would also say uh, one of the reasons why we went for uh, 25 years, the 25-year anniversary, uh, one of the main reasons we, we went for that was because uh, uh, we want to do an... Uh, a movie every week, a new release every week, and uh, if you go uh, further down, let's say, like, 75 might be the cutoff. Uh, there's just not enough movies coming out each week for us to really cover. Mm. Yeah. So it was pretty much we were lazy and uh, wanted it to be easy. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, well, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll take that on board and we'll consider it. I'm, Who's we? we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my the, We... Uh, the audience. I ah. consider myself uh, part of the audience uh, that, oh, uh, that is yeah. listening to your responses. You, you represent the audience in this case. I wouldn't say I represent the audience. I'm merely a, 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 an intermediary figure. Okay, so mm. if he says anything wrong, audience, send your angry tweets at... At Zong Mouse on Twitter. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, br bring them on. <laughs> um, now, uh, speaking of bringing uh, things on, uh, let's bring on our next question, uh, w which is a you know more more of a lighthearted uh, <laughs> sort of a, a fun kind of question. If I do say <laughs> so myself, um, what was your highlight of the last year of recording? And then, what was your highlight? Of the next year of recording. And by next year, I don't mean the following year, but, but this current, recent, most recent year of recording. Uh, so I assume you're asking our highlights from the year 2019 and then the highlights from the year 2020. That's right. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, well, for me, the, my, my highlight of 2019 was uh, starting the show. And then in 2020, my highlight was continuing the show. How about you, Zach? That's a cop out. <laughs> give us a proper answer. Uh, I'll, I'll give my answer. My answer was anytime I wasn't recording. No, um, uh, <laughs> no uh, my highlight is uh, when I think we got our first guest on. That was really, they, it really changed the dichotomy. And Was that, uh, uh, from memory, that was Rob Lloyd on the Flintstones episode? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I really liked that one. Mostly because I really loved the Flintstones movie. And you two hated it. And you two bullied me into rating that an oldie. And I'm still to this day mad about that. But mm. it's, a, it's a memory I, I will always remember. Mm. And, uh... 
I think uh, this year it was uh, going online because I've been doing it with everything now. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I, I, getting the guests on in the first year was really fun, you know, establishing that base of, of friends of the show, you know, people like Rob and, and yourself, Ben, as well. Watch him go from a cop-out to stealing my, <laughs> my yes, answer. Yes, um... If I were to pick particular episodes that I really liked from last year, though, my favourite, I think, is still The Next Karate Kid, uh, where we were very mean on this poor little kid's film from mm. 25 years ago. It deserved it. Uh, just because it, it, was, it was an awful movie. Uh, that's definitely a highlight. In terms of highlights from this year, uh, episode 69, I feel like we've ha, come nice. very far from when we recorded that that episode where we genuinely hated ourselves for picking the movie. We've gotten so far away from that that I can now look back on that episode and go, that was very funny. Agreed. Yeah, great, great, great. Um, so essentially your uh, your your favourite memories are uh, bullying and being bullied. Mm, uh, correct. That's a, a nice a nice little a thread to tie things together. I feel like we're going to be under arrest after this. Uh, my question, my question is uh, relating to a previous answer you recently made, um, in which uh, you used the word dichotomy, um, which I believe what? you only used because I used that word <laughs> earlier, um, yes. and you meant to say dynamic. Um, what are your comments regarding that? Um, I just listen to what other people say and regurgitate it and make it sound like I have my own opinion. Right. Okay. And what about something a little bit? Um, uh, something with a little less self-hatred. Uh, I, I, I get words mixed up. All right, and uh, Sandra, um, what about uh, something that you've learned? Oh. Something that you've learned from this whole experience? Uh, something that I... That's a very good question. Um, Shouldn't trust Ben with an interview. Well, that is... Uh, th- th- that's on us, though, isn't it? Yes. Uh, no, something that I've learned uh, probably has to come with the production side of things. You know, the editing, um, particularly this past year where we have been uh, recording online, um, editing a, a quiz section with eight people, meaning 16 audio tracks that I've got to stitch together, uh, is a bad idea and I shouldn't have agreed to do it. <laughs> yeah, very serious. Right, right. <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, some great answers. Hi, if you're joining us right now, uh, we're in the middle of an interview of the hosts of a particular podcast called, contentiously called Oldie But A Goodie. Uh, I'm Ben Volchok. I'm uh, just conducting this interview slash interrogation. Moving on to, to the section of the interview where um, let's, let's broaden this out. Let's broaden hmm. this out. If you could pick any guest... In the whole wide world, to to come onto your show, uh, whom would it be, uh, and why? Keeping in mind that I've already been on the show. <laughs> That's a very cheeky question, <laughs> Zach. Uh, thank you, Zach. Zach. Ah, uh, oh, okay. I was gonna say, um, is, do, do they have to be alive? Yes. Otherwise, they can't talk. Well, I mean, that that might be be seen in as a plus, you know, depending on the guest. Um. I would like to get uh, Trump, Trump on the show. Oof. Yeah, now, now you may be asking. Wait, why do you want Trump? He's an evil bigot, and you'd be right. But everybody talks about him constantly, Ooh. literally constantly. I can't look anywhere on any social media platform without someone talking about Trump. And so, if he was on this show. We would be 
everywhere. It would be instant fame. <laughs> immediately. We would we would quadruple our listener base almost instantly. And I feel like he he would have some opinions on movies that we would disagree with, and that would be very fun to be able to yell at Trump for something other than politics. What was that answer? I I I object to your answer deeply and completely. Um, I just want to say the views the views and comments of the co-host do not uh, do not uh, you know represent the show or anyone else. I reject I reject your answer. Mm. I, I, as the as the interviewer, as the person conducting this interview, mm. I reserve the right to completely reject that yes. answer. Anyway, my answer is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, now, on a more serious note, who would you get and why? For me, uh, the number one, you know, famous person, particularly to do with movies that I've always wanted to talk to, has been Mark Hamill, uh, who, of course, in him plays uh, Joker in the Batman animated mm. series and also a little little known franchise called um, Star Wars. I think it would be really fun to get him on to talk about an erotic rom-com. I think that would be a very hilarious interview where we're just hanging out with Mark Hamill talking about bad movies. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's always Mark Hamill for me, number one, whenever people ask this question. Mm. My, mine would be split between Hugh Jackman and uh, Terry Crews. Ooh. Those would be the two people, one of those two, because they seem like wholesome, great people, and I just would like to talk with them and see what their thoughts on movies are. I would like to watch the old X-Men with... Hugh Jackman, I feel like that would be a wild ride and he'd be down to drink a beer and laugh at the absurdity of some of the movies. Mm. Like when he when he lights a fire and explodes a helicopter. I feel like that's a great great moment in cinema that he he would have a good laugh about. And I think Terry's just a cool guy. Now that's a nice answer. But we wouldn't get as much views as Donald Trump, so that's who I'm going. <laughs> Ah, the sweet, sweet sound of selling out. Yeah, damn, damn. The, 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 the next, uh, you know, we're sort of drawing to a close very soon, but uh, and just, just a few thoughts on, you know, where next? What's next for Oldie uh, and a Goodie? Sandra, do you have any ideas? Well, we are, you know currently in the works of uh yeah getting ready to do another year uh, uh the the poll has closed actually by the time this episode goes out the survey mm. monkey is done so we know what year we're doing so really just just planning that year and also uh, other stuff to kind of surround it i mean live streaming is pretty popular at the moment so we might uh start doing you know some some live podcasts mm. or stuff like that i don't know uh, particularly what we would do in that realm but exploring that and also like live shows i know you know some people would uh would want to come see our faces uh, yell at them. Uh, mo- mostly on the same lines. Obviously, we're going to be doing the next year. But we've also, uh, speaking of mail we've been getting, we've been getting a lot of messages to replace me uh, with Ben Volchok. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be doing that next year, but it's something we're looking into. Obviously, if the fans are, you know, very ravenous yes, and, yes. you know, asking for something, we obviously need to look into it. So that might be something we're looking to do in the future. And look, anytime, just let me know. Just let me know. Um, and also just to clarify, um, I was not responsible for sending those messages. <laughs> I, uh, uh-huh. I, I did send a message, uh, suggesting that I could come on as a guest, but to replace an original host, that would be just a travesty that 
I would be welcome to. Uh, um, in, in a, so in a, no, no, well, I mean, in a couple more years, I'll hit the ripe old age of twenty-five, and I think I'll retire mm. after that. Mm. You know, uh, as seeing as I'll be an old person. Yes. Uh, and can I just quickly use this space to also uh, acknowledge a couple rumors that have been going around? Mm. Ben, do you mind if I? Mm-hmm. Use this time to acknowledge it. A lot of people have also been saying that uh, that I am going to um to to quit the show uh, and get replaced by uh, Rob Lloyd. And my answer mm. to that uh, that rumor is that that is not true. Um, but if Rob was willing to come on and replace me, uh, I mm. I would be willing to stop watching these movies, as I'm yep. sure Zach would as well, to be replaced by Ben. I've been trying to spread those rumors for a while now, now so I think uh, they'll really catch on eventually. Mm, mm. Wonderful, t- wonderful times, wonderful times. Now <clears throat> it is time, uh, unfortunately, to to sort of start to wrap things up. So I thought we'd have a little bit of a quick fire round Ooh. just to close things off. How do you- how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm always down for some quick fast. Yeah, let's go. Okay, great. Now, okay, question number one. Uh, best film? Uh, Lord of the Rings, all of them. No, stop, stop, rewind. I should clarify. Uh, question number one, best film you've covered? Ah, oh, best film we've covered. Uh, Terminator. Pulp Fiction. Okay, all right. Worst film you've covered? Blame it on Rio. Uh, three Ninjas. Two. Okay. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, most forgettable film you've covered? Correct answer. Now, uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, what is the one thing that you would change about the show? Uh, the host. Uh, agreed. <laughs> All right. And now, final quick fire question. Are you ready for the final quick fire question? Yes. <laughs> you bet. Yes. All right. The final quick fire question is uh, who is good? Everybody that listens to this show, thank you for listening. Every single person who just hit subscribed and and left us a review it's on iTunes and uh, yeah and, and left us. a comment on YouTube because the name's Ben Volchuk. All right, now I'd love to, to just end this interview by uh, well, I'd love to end this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh, love to end this interview with uh, just a, a parting word, uh, if you may. Just one word from each of you, just to, to close things off. Sandra? Tired. Zach? Sandwich. All right. Thanks very much to uh, Sandro and Zach, the hosts, uh, maybe not for long, of Oldie But a Goodie, which is a title that I do not agree with. The podcast that reviews and talks about, discusses uh, different films all in one single year. And if you like their show, uh, you've already listened to it. If you don't like their show, then you've already listened to it. Please continue to do that either way. Uh, my name is Ben Vol. You'll possibly be hearing my voice a little bit more again. Uh, thank you again to Sandro and Zach, and see you on the other side. Yay. Wow, those hosts sucked. Yeah. And I think that went about as expected. Mm. <laughs> it's good stuff. I like when you said that you'd want Trump on the show. Hey, look, it, it would make sense. We would instantly be famous everywhere. I like that um, that you getting replaced by Ben Volchok as the regular host in the show has become a thing. Just based off a listener suggesting it in <laughs> the surfing. Like, we, we don't know who it is. Uh, if it's you, send us an email or something. Yeah. 
Make yourself known. I, I just had to agree with them. I feel like <laughs> if if I was going to retire, mm. I don't plan to at the moment, but if I was going to retire and head off into the wilderness like uh, like a chipmunk mm. uh, in, the, in, the, in the woods, just gnawing, gnawing on leaves, gnawing on trees and yep. uh, building myself a little cubby I really wasn't on board and... for that analogy, but now I am. Now that you're going through the gnawing thing, I'm like, no, that does <laughs> yeah, make sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Ch- yeah. Chomping down and living life as I really, really want to, uh, then I feel like Ben would definitely be a great host to replace me with. Mm-hmm. And then we could replace Sandro with... Um, who, who do you think would make a great second... <sighs> Someone who knows movies. Yes, that would be good. Someone who does comedy. Mm, yes. And someone who's on the next segment of the episode. Someone who knows a lot about Doctor Who. Mm, that as well. Yeah. Probably more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone who'd know more. Yeah. And, and more about certain other obscure older movies. An actual expert, yes. could you say, on old movies, rather than... Two, two idiots just talking about them. It feels like we're describing Rob Lloyd. Mind blown. Of course, Rob Lloyd. We should get him on the show. We should get him right now. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that. Because in the past, we recorded a segment with Rob Lloyd. <laughs> but now what? we're going to pretend that it's happening live. Just seamlessly what? from what we're doing now. Oh, it's going to be great. Because my mic audio is going to change. Oh, yeah, your mic audio is suddenly going to change going into this segment. So no one will know that it's pre-recorded. Oh, thanks, us in the future. Yes, hello and welcome to the bonus battle segment. This is where we take two movies that are kind of similar and we battle it out by battling and points and battles. Zach? What an intro. Yes, I'm here. But who will be battling me? Is it you, Sandra? Yes. Hmm. But we need some sort of arbiter. We need we need we need someone to make sure this is a fair and equal battle. Someone yes. who who knows everything about every movie ever and uh <laughs> tell when someone is being correct or incorrect. Yes, and someone who featured on both of our episodes where we talk about the originals of the movies we're talking about in this bonus battle. It's Rob Loy! Greetings, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, and I'm very honoured to be here talking about uh, two films from uh, my childhood. Um, you know, all that time ago, just hearing hearing Sandra and I were talking off air we were talking about John Glover who appears in Gremlins 2 and he goes, of course I grew up with John Glover in um, Smallville. I'm going, that's right I was in my early 20s when Smallville was on. <laughs> that's right I'm the old man, token old man in all of Sandra's <laughs> podcasts. It's true, but also um... <laughs> Yes, yes <laughs> With age comes wisdom You know? I mean... uh, yes, with great age comes great responsibility Exactly. Oh, look, not to plug Nerd Out but that's what I love so much about Nerd Out is that we're all kind of from different generations We are, we have the we have, yeah, we, uh, we have that perfect distribution of, you know you know, entering the 20s ex- exiting the 20s and you know, entering oblivion So... <laughs> <laughs> Try and figure out who's who. <laughs> so yeah, Gremlins two, Ghostbusters two. Uh, this is going to be uh, too much fun. <laughs> Ooh, yes, very good. We are going to battle them out. That. If you haven't heard a bonus battle before, fair enough. We haven't done one in a year. Um, but <laughs> we've got a bunch of topics. We're going to rate the movies out of ten, add up all the points.
comments at the end of it and figure out which movie is superior, which movie wins. But mm. before we even get into that, though, first impressions. Let's start off with with Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Rob, first impressions on Ghostbusters 2. What do you think? What are your general thoughts on this movie? Right. Okay, so first impressions. I go back to the first impressions when I first came out as a kid. One, I was incredibly excited because Ghostbusters was coming out in the best year of cinema of all time. 1989. Um, then you, then I saw the film and I couldn't help but be disappointed because, you know, even though it was five years later, the the shadow of Ghostbusters, it was at that point the highest grossing comedy of all time and it was a cultural phenomenon, um, cast such a long shadow. And, and so it had to be something spectacular to match or even just live up to it. And because there was so much hype. Um, and this wasn't of the time of internet or, you know, um, you know, fan sites or all that type of stuff. So it was all just what we generated in our minds and that hype became this collective sigh of, oh, okay. But um, it is something now that I appreciate more. And every time I go back and rewatch it, I don't hate it. I don't loathe it. I don't think it's um, an incredible film, but there's a lot in there that is really, really good, really, really funny. It's just, it's a shame, you know, if it was the second film of, say, three, maybe, uh, you know, it wouldn't be as poorly regarded. If it was, you know, the one of a tri- you know, trilogy or maybe even four Ghostbusters films with the same cast, you'd kind of be able to go, oh, th- this one was a low peak, that one was a high point, this all that type of stuff, but because it's only one or the other to compare to, that it's uh, it's hard to do that. So first impressions, I was disappointed, but now I actually really appreciate it. Ah, uh, yeah, I definitely agree that the the biggest problem for this film is Ghostbusters One exists <laughs> yeah. um, because it's it's so good that it's hard uh, for a sequel to come out and not not live up to the hype. It's not a bad film i will say i'm gonna throw it out there and say it's not a bad film it's not just not as great as the first film and it suffers from that heavily but i think there's some still some good redeeming qualities such as the titanic yeah it's better late than never you know (laughs) i went into the rewatch of this one because i hadn't i don't think i've seen it since your ghostbusters show with innis rob like that that was probably the last time i rewatched it and even then that was the second time that i had ever seen ghostbusters 2 i just don't go back to this one wow I went into it being like, I'm probably going to rate it an oldie because I don't remember liking it too much, but I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. The story and the villain and the ghosts that they are investigating, I don't think are particularly great, but the characters themselves, I think, Mm. are fantastic. Unlike most sequels, they don't don't do anything really that seems out of character, aside from Mm. maybe Annie Potts and (laughs) Rick Moranis. (laughs) That's probably the only thing that's slightly out of character. But everything else, I think, like, it makes sense that the characters would do this. And I do agree, if this was in a trilogy, they probably could have easily made an amazing third film, and this would just be the sequel that's not quite as good. Um, But unfortunately, that didn't happen. All right, um, but the other film we're talking about this week is, uh, is Gremlins 2, The New Batch. I think I, I already kind of said what my first impressions were um, on the main Gremlins episode and that I used to think this was better than the first one. Now I think the first one's better, 
but only by a little bit, because I still, I love this movie. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. Uh, but everything lands. I don't think anything doesn't work in this film. Um, what were your first impressions, Rob? Yeah, when I was a kid, I was really excited by Gremlins 2 coming out. I actually liked the change of pace in the new batch because it still had that horror element, but it was balanced so much more evenly with this out-and-out farcical slapstick, you know, dare I say, Looney Tunes-esque comedy. I didn't realise how meta or how in-jokey it was until I got older and I could appreciate just how many layers Joe Dante put into the film. But as a kid, watching this slapstick, fun, scary, um, weird... And I got some of the self-references. Like, as a kid, I really liked how the the, the film broke halfway through. And they had to get... <laughs> as a, yeah, in the movies, they had to get Hulk Hogan to tell them to start playing the movie again. Because I grew up watching the Muppet movie, and there's a whole moment where the film cuts out because of Swedish mm. Chef. And so they have to start again. So as a kid, I'm going, I know this. Mm. I got this. Okay. I didn't know it was called Meta, but I got it. And, and the nude volleyballing. Like, the gremlins <laughs> yes. take over the film and put nude volleyball from, like, black and white era 1950s. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, my thoughts, personally, is that it is better than the first one. That's my personal opinion. So <laughs> it's funny that you've rewatched it and you've changed your mind, but I, watching it, have gone, yeah, you're right. This is better than the first one. <laughs> I think... I think I rewatched it and appreciated the first one mm. more. We have to do a bonus battle for these two movies, Gremlins 1 versus Gremlins 2. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, but I, I really liked this movie. Um, I love the it's like a silly comedy for half, and then the Gremlins hit, and then suddenly, oh, by the way, horror. Freaking giant spider yeah. gremlin. <laughs> Freaking bat gremlin. Oh, it's great. It's great. I loved everything about this movie. Uh, I was very, very pleased. <laughs> okay, uh, well, the way the bonus battles work is we've got a bunch of topics and uh, we're going to go through them. We're going to discuss how the movie works in these topics and then rate it. Now, the way it's going to work is, Rob, you're going to be sitting on the fence. So you're going to be rating for both movies, I think, is how it's going to gonna work yes now we did yeah it's okay if i rip away the sort of like the curtain of the illusion of this uh you know take away a bit of the fantasy element of um the, yes. the world that we create in this podcast so we did discuss this beforehand and um i have you know i have jumped on the fence just because i'm trying to you know claiming that entitlement of being the guest so it yeah yes. Yes. so we are I, th I think we all know in our hearts which one we prefer, but to play the sh you know the the facade mm. that w that has been created in this podcast, we do not want to destroy that illusion. So let's build that up again yeah. and pull the curtain across. Mm. Just wanted to to state that. So yeah, exactly. Yes. So you are going to be on the fence. You're going to be arguing for both movies and voting for both movies, uh, Zach. Because originally you were going to do Ghostbusters 2, but because you, you then said that Gremlins 2 is now your favourite, I think you should Wait. argue for Gremlins 2, and I should argue what? for Ghostbusters I... 2 because I didn't hate it. Nice. Wait, you're flipping the script? I thought I was going to be Ghost Ghostbuster Boy, but I'm Gremlin Boy now? Yeah, he's just he's just flipped it there for you. That's friendship. All right. So, yeah, we're well, going to be rating things for things. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's start off with the big question, because these are both sequels, and mm. one thing we talk about a lot on 
this show is sequelitis, which is, of course, when a movie tries to mm. recapture the magic of the first one, but just does the same thing again, mm. or it just doesn't quite work, or it's a horror film, it's a brand new cast, but it's the exact same story. You know, that's mm. sort of the the sequelness of these movies is the first topic, uh, and we will be rating it out of 10. So zero is it is too much sequelitis, yes. but 10 is it is not affected by being a sequel at all. Mm. Exactly. Yes. Mm. We we figured that out as we went along. Look at that. <laughs> we yeah, did. yeah. It's not like it's not like I wrote these five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. Just throw ideas in there. Why don't flip the script? Zach Gremlins Two Sequelitis. Gremlins Two. Personally, I want to rate it like I don't know a seven point five mm. or something. I feel like it definitely like. There's a lot of things you wouldn't get if you hadn't seen the first one. And so I feel like you definitely need this to be a sequel, but it it stretches so far out from what the first one does. It does all these crazy other things that I feel like it's definitely gone on its own to do something different. It's not like the first one where they're in this little small town Mm. and... uh, you know, the moral of the story is, you know, you you shouldn't take from Asian people their 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 mystical objects when they say no. Definitely it goes wild with the like the genetic manipulation, the jokes, the the craziness of it all. It definitely goes out on its own. So I feel like a seven point five for me. Yeah, it does enough differently for you. That's great. How about you, Rob? <laughs> Yeah, I'd go even further. I mean, I, it, it, I mean, in its essence, it is a sequel. But what I mm. like about it and why I'm going to rate it so high is all the legitimate horror and suspense and drama it created in the first film to be in this banner of like a horror film with a bit of a, but for the family, which was really odd. God, I miss the eighties. Mm. Um, but my, mind you, this is the year that. Age of Resistance, Dark Crystal won Best Children's Show. So, you know, everything old is new again uh, at the Emmys. Um, uh, so it, it flipped that around. So one of the key moments in Gremlins is this horrifyingly sad story about Phoebe Cates' character and why she doesn't you know, mm. believe in Christmas. <laughs> and the, the audacity, <laughs> the audacity to flip that around and have a moment that makes fun of it by Phoebe Cates saying about, let me tell you about Lincoln's Day. And they just go, all right, <laughs> let's move on. I'm going, that is incredibly audacious to do that and taking all those elements that we know and flipping it around and so having not just all the gremlins the same i think dante said i want all the gremlins so rick baker has taken the you know the genius that is rick baker just went okay let's take this and create all these so there are so many personalities and figures and all the gremlins are different um that the meta references are run so deep and it's one of the few films that are so self-conscious of itself, but it actually works. It's there's never any moments where I just roll my eyes and groan. It's Mm. always the case of it's done in such good fun, such good jest. Uh, And the mere fact that the audacity to have someone who panned the original film, Leonard Moulton panned the original (laughs) film. He hated it. So what do they do? They get him in the film to review the original film and then have (laughs) him killed by gremlins. And he actually showed up to do it. It's great. So I give it like nine out of 10 for it. It doesn't suffer any sequelitis at all. And in fact, it flips it around and goes, this is how much of a 
sequel we are yep. and this is how you know it's still within the world but flipped it completely mm. i give it nine out of ten yeah I do agree. Uh, For Mm. Ghostbusters, though, I feel like it's pretty down the middle. I mean, on one hand, it's great to see the characters again and the character arcs do uh, stand on their own really well. I I do genuinely hate the story arc of though they broke up in between movies. Like, Mm. that happens so often in sequels. I'm thinking Speed 2. Ugh. I don't know why that was the first one that popped into my mind, but Speed 2. What is wrong with you? It happens in pretty much every major sequel, particularly around this time, though, so that you you can have that romantic story again, I guess, which they do in Ghostbusters 2. I hate that. I'm not a fan of that, but aside from that, I think the character arcs are really great throughout the movie, and the the characters, I feel like, have grown in Ghostbusters 2 as well, particularly someone like... Ernie Hudson and like in terms of his performance and in terms of how involved he is it's great to see more of him so I think for sequelitis it really is the plot suffers from it because I mean who really cares about the villain <laughs> like he looks cool and the idea is okay but I don't care <laughs> like compared to Zool it's nothing Ooh. so yeah, it's nothing compared to that there's a sinisterness and there's a creepiness and also because they connect Zul and Goza and all that type of stuff, you know, so inadvertently. I didn't pick it up as a kid, but I sure as hell see it now. Mm, yeah. The whole sex thing as well. It's all very, it's mm. it's sex driven. It's lustful. It's that, you know, it's, it's makes you feel uneasy uh, when, you know, when they're talking about Evo Chandler and all Chandler and all that type of stuff. But in this, you're just there going, eh. It's an angry painting. The story, it, it's very similar to, like, I like it, but, you know, Doctor Strange, Captain mm. Marvel, those sort of Marvel movies where you're there for the characters and then the the villain or the obstacles I've got to overcome are incredibly secondary. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I'm feeling maybe a five right down the middle because I like mm. pretty much all the character stuff, but in terms of the plot, mm. in terms of what the movie's actually about, eh. So I think I'm going to go five for sequelitis. How about you, Rob? Yeah, I th- I'll, I'll be a little bit harsher. I'll go four. The character stuff is incredible. Um, but because the the Vigo is just so bland and so average, and Peter McNichol is so funny in it, but it kind of takes away from the menace of it. Yeah. In this, Peter McNichol is just out and out hilarious. You don't yeah. feel, you don't feel that unease with him. Not the only time, the one time was like when he has, um, when he has the two torches come out of his eyes in that scene. I went, that's a good image. Yeah. But for the rest of it, you know, um, Janosch is just hilarious, full yeah. stop. So yeah, that disappointed me a bit. It's, I still love the character stuff and it's still enjoyable, but yeah, I'll be a bit harsher and give it four. All right, there we go. Mm. Uh, mm. We'll move on to the second topic, which is comedy. These are, are of course, comedic movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zach, I mean, comedy in Gremlins 2. <laughs> mm, I'm fit. Oh, I, I don't want to make it a 10, but I'm feeling a 9.5. Do it. You've do got, it. Don't hold got, back. You've got Gizmo dressing up as, as Rambo and the whole, like, boxing training. Do the 10. Fuck go. <laughs> they go from a Cary Grant car racing movie in the first one to just go, fuck it. Let's make him fucking Rambo. And it's <laughs> yeah. insane. It's so good. Just because someone they just pushed him too far, and just him looking yeah, yeah. at the flaming corpse of the of the the spider vampire dying, he's just yes. watching it. I'm there going, that is watching incredible. It's so yeah, good. yeah, it's great. Where he hears the like distant voice of the television. Sometimes you got to embrace the one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing. Oh dear. Um, yeah. 
just just for Gizmo turning into Rambo, um, and then not wanting to get rid of his headband. <laughs> love that. Um, it's 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 great, and uh, all the other gremlins. I love uh, the gremlin that can talk. It's just it's its lines are incredible. Um, and its accent. Oh, the whole dance number and thing where they have the, the hexagons and then the the uh, I've got to refer to as Lady Smurf um, <laughs> pop out of the eye and it's all dramatic. The 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 cinema burning and then just Hulk Hogan is just in this film for some yeah. reason. Yep, I completely forgot he existed. Uh, and especially the one we were talking about before when she goes into a monologue of how oh. she's traumatized <laughs> about this day and he's like oh, we, we really don't have time for this we gotta we gotta go yeah. Yeah. and she's like but the trauma no <laughs> and it's yeah, um, no, it's just great I'm re-watching it again um, just little bits I didn't remember like a great part where the gremlins take over the elevator and Phoebe Cates goes mm. um, sound alarm and the gremlins just go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All of the voiceovers for the building throughout the movie are fantastic. There's that one oh, yeah. where it's like the, the building, building is on fire. Fire like the, the ancient. <laughs> <laughs> and the people are just like, what? Yeah. So a 10 from Zach. How about you, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go 10 as well. There's great comedy stuff in there. Just the like. <laughs> The scene, like, how they go full Looney Tunes with, like, the the secretary of Clamp is uh, is eating a sandwich and not looking. And so then the gremlin puts the, the hand, just the hand, comes up, takes off the bun, puts in the mousetrap, puts it on, and then go. And then you hear the sound of the hand going down, go, yoink! And you go, mm. great. And then all you hear is the snap. Oh, and then, oh, it's, it's just, and then having it killed in a hideous, you know, being torn through the shredder. But it looks at the camera before it dies, and it's like, um, <laughs> oh, the um, the Phantom of the Opera stuff gets me every time. That's great. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm melting as well. It's got the witch hat on. <laughs> yeah, it's so many references and jokes, but it's just it's just having a good time throughout. And that's one thing that I think is the big difference between Gremlins 2 and Ghostbusters 2 is in Gremlins 2, there are jokes, they are set up, then there's the punchline, they are delivered, it works. With Ghostbusters 2, I, I guess kind of similar to 1, except maybe... More so, the, the 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 comedy comes from characters and just the characters saying weird things in scenarios. Like there aren't really that many setup and punchline moments. I think one of the big ones is probably at the very start where you've got uh, Venkman being like, "Oh, Egon, I bet those science chicks really like that large brain of yours," and he says, "Oh, they're more interested in my epidemis." Or the great, or the great, great line. It's so bad. It's so bad where um, Egon goes, um, I'll need to do a gynecological study of of, of, uh, of Dana. And, and Fakeman goes, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. mm. What was it? I like I like at the very start where they set everything up where it's like uh, they've called the Ghostbusters over and it's like uh, the ladies explaining, well, they're about this big, you know, and this and then it, it goes in and it's just a party it's a child's party <laughs> yes oh, and it, yeah, was, yeah. it was such a grown joke you're like oh no one would actually describe children as about this big you know <laughs> yeah and oh, the well. shitty uh 
and the the mm. horrible horrible young kid who bags out um, Ray and Winston was actually Ivan Reitman's son, Jason oh. Reitman, who is now fully oh. grown, a established wonderful director and the director of Ghostbusters Afterlife. He is oh, yes. And that film is canon to this universe, which means he better show up. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be his um, Alfred Hitchcock cameo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the Egon moments are the funniest parts in this. Like, that's the thing as well, where they're talking about how he never had toys growing up because his, his parents didn't believe in toys. And, and someone's that's like, right, does that yeah. mean that you never even had a slinky? Well, I had a slinky, but I straightened it. There's a great line. Beautiful line. And talks about, you know, let's take the puppy away. Um, and. <laughs> just a beautiful little character moment like when he gets a kiss on the cheek from Dana and you actually see him just go he just mm. enjoys it it yeah. takes one little second and then it's 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 a beautiful little moment um yeah they really give uh Egon a lot more to do which is uh in a very subtle way which I really like so yeah and I think as well, there aren't any jokes in Ghostbusters 2 that really fall flat for me either like what falls flat mm. is the story but the jokes are so consistently good that it is still enjoyable to watch. You know, it's still a mm. really good movie. Compared to Gremlins, again, though, I can't think of any jokes in Gremlins that didn't work either, that fell flat. Well, it's yeah, so. it's two very different things. Whereas, you know, the first, with Ghostbusters 2, it's very much, like you said, that character almost riffing improv, trying to make it feel like it's coming off the cuff type of thing. Whereas... Gremlins 2, the new batch, is just wall-to-wall gags. It just cuts to, like, you know, little moments and incidents. It's it cut, it, It's just filtered through all of just these little one-liner scenes or gags or moments, and it's just powered all the way through. So it's like, it doesn't care. It's like a, you know, classic Simpsons or even, you know, mid, mid-time, mid-term uh, family guy where it just does so many cutaways and just or just to do a gag and then get the fuck out. It doesn't help with the story at all. It's just, let's see what the Phantom of the Opera gremlin's doing. Let's see what, you know, Smurf uh, gremlin's doing. Let's find out. And it's just cutting around like that, which, which adds to that, you know, anarchic tone to it, but it just suits it so well. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to rate it... I think I might go nine, actually. I do, like, the comedy in Ghostbusters 2 is my favourite part of it, so I am going to go nine for Ghostbusters 2. I still think it is funny. Not a ten. It's not Ghostbusters 1, but it's still excellent. How about you, Rob? Yeah, I'll go eight. I'll go eight for the comedy Mm. type of stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely more Mm. funny than it is scary, uh, which is good, but that... but it. But getting horror and comedy is a hard balance, and this one just kind of doesn't hit the comedy. It doesn't hit the horror, so the comedy... Mm loses a bit of its punch. Yep. Mm. Uh, speaking of horror, the horror levels of Gremlin 2, Zach, what do you think? Again, this is my favourite part about the Gremlin franchise is that it's all, like, cute little fluffy monsters until you uh, feed them after midnight and then things really just... Tur- it turns it up to 11, you know? It goes it goes <laughs> from 1 to, 1 to 11 real quick. It, it could be a child's film up to that point, and mm. then it goes to the not so child's film of terrifying a, a young uh, Rob <laughs> shaking <laughs> his boots at these terrifying monsters, and uh, that that's definitely m- my favourite part about these movies is how like actually terrifying they can be sometimes. Like an example, the Spider Gremlin. Oh yeah, is terrifying. 
yeah, it just looks horrible. And as a mild ar- arachnophobic, uh, it's definitely spooky. And <laughs> the like the melting of their skin when they die and they just have these like horrible Ugh. skeletons underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, huh. That's awful. The bit that gets me is when they are, um, the evil gremlins get hit by water. Like, my trypophobia just kind of goes off as you see them popping oh, on the back. Oh, God, yeah. And they have these, like, bumps and pops. Yeah. And, really. and then you see yeah. them actually coming out of their backs. Oh. Mm. I don't think it's as horrifying as the first one. I think the first no. one was a bit more horrifying in that aspect. So I'm going to give this, uh, I think I'll give it a seven. I'll give the horror about six. Uh, for Ghostbusters, the only scary scene is the bathtub scene, so I'm giving it a two. Ooh, <laughs> wow. No, but what about what about Mr. Painting's face, though? Whenever I saw that, I was like, ooh, ooh. I liked when he's got the, um, the flashlight eyes, as you said before, that was a good effect. That was kind of spooky. That's a good effect. Yeah. So I think it's really just, yeah, just that and bathtub scene are the only things that are somewhat spooks. So I'm going to go two. Yeah. I'm not scared by it, but it's a really nice shot. And the music is beautiful when you see the shape of like nanny, uh, Janosch coming the the spectre mm-hmm. ghost of Janosch coming yeah. and he's got like the pram and floating oh, yeah. in it's got this type of you know wing mum monkeys type of wizard was type of thing as it flies in and that's kind of creepy but then it comes up close and it's just you know oh it's peter mcnichol in a dress and a wig um so there's like little moments and yeah i do appreciate that shot is not really scary but so effective of like it's all in red and just these lights coming out of his eyes so yeah i give it about one it's, it doesn't scare me at all, but yeah. Yeah, it's not really scary. Uh, we will speed through these next ones, but the performances of Ghostbusters, I think, again, much like the comedy, some of the best parts of it. Bill Murray. Yep. <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, though, kind of missed opportunity. He's not as good, so I'm not going to go for the highest number, mm. but I might go for an eight for the performances on Ghostbusters, because I think it's excellent, but they misuse Rick Moranis a little bit. So that's an eight from me. Mm. Yeah, and that's unforgivable. You never misuse Rick, Rick, Rick Moranis. You, you mm. should. You know, he is a treasure. Canadian treasure and he should be looked after but everyone else is in top form and they get extra marks because they boosted up winston um so yeah i'll give i'll give it eight as well i'll give it uh comedy uh performances eight performances eight for um mm. for ghostbusters two performances in gremlins act ah uh, i i loved them uh i'm a big fan of the performances i'm gonna give this uh an 8.5 and an eyebrow raise <laughs> i give the the performances in this they know exactly what they're doing the tone's right i give it a nine all right uh well i think that might be everything really oh i guess practical effects but that's pretty obvious i, I like ghostbusters gets maybe a three and gremlins gets a ten so <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, but what about those CGI little dancers that our little little gremlin, <laughs> our little mogwai friend did? Uh, there was a bit of green screen, I yeah, feel. Yeah, there was. Uh, a bit. So I don't want to get. I don't want to give it a ten. I give it a nine. All right. Yeah, I'll give it a nine as well, especially because the the they've taken the gremlins concept and they've really taken it that next step so gizmo's a lot more animated has a lot more expression in his face yeah uh, looks yeah. a lot cuter yeah but um does there's a lot more character in his in in his face and the range of different uh mogwais and also the range of different um 
the the actual design of the gremlins are amazing as opposed to just putting them in different hats like in the first one um, i hated that how... like cr- cross-eyed one though like, <laughs> <laughs> just because yeah. of that laugh he had it was terrifying well uh, yeah and the, and the crazy one that um <laughs> that kate brings home kind of shits me as well <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah uh, for Ghostbusters, though, thinking about it, actually, I think the effects might even be better than the first one for the CG. Mm. It's just that it really falls down with practical. I don't think Slimer looks very good in this, but I think the two brothers that were electrocuted look pretty good for the most part. The painting looks good, all the effects with the painting. So maybe I will bump that up to like a five. It's it's okay. It's Yeah, it's really interesting that they... It, how influenced the second movie is from the animated series because like they did Ghostbusters, then they went straight into the real Ghostbusters, which became really, really successful with the kids. Um, and in that, those the, the ghosts are quite, you know, caricature in some way, if that's a real word. So yeah, the... the um, the the electric chair ghost brothers are really quite uh, different to any of the ghosts that they appeared in the first one. These ones are quite... You've got the big eyes, the big smile, almost like, you know, um, cartoon versions of them. Um, and that that's what filters throughout. And the slime is a bit more like a like the cartoon version as well. And that works in its favour sometimes, but it's also a bit of a benefit. It doesn't work as well, so... Oh, the mink. I forgot about the mink coat coming alive. That's fucking creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the only uneasy bit that I had in the whole film. Give it a give it a give it a point five. Point five. Add a point five. There we go. An Add... extra point five for horror. There we go. Thank yeah, you. There we go. go. There we go. Minks, you get a point five. Um <laughs> so yeah, practical effects. What did you give it, Sandro? I gave it a five for practical slash CG. Yeah, I'll give it six. I feel like it's not the worst. I was I was uh, impressed with the Statue of Liberty. That looked alright. Mm, you know? Yes, Statue of Liberty looks good. Yeah, I was expecting it to look worse because I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the final points are in. This is out of one hundred possible points. I think this is exciting. Are you excited, Zach? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited. I have no idea which one could possibly come <laughs> on points. So. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so drum roll, please. For Ghostbusters two out of hundred points. 56.5. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about Ooh, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'd probably go, yeah, somewhat down the middle. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably, probably, I'm surprised it's done a little bit higher. Yeah. If I were to rate it out of 10, probably about a 6, maybe, so. Yeah, six, six 6.5 for me, yeah. I'd rate it a 7. For Gremlins 2, though, out of 100 points, 85. 85! Yeah, that sits about right. Hey, that's good. Oh, and an eyebrow raise. <laughs> so there we go. The best of the two sequels, which <laughs> we could have told you at the start of this recording. <laughs> It's Gremlins 2, the new batch. But it was more fun to talk it out, <laughs> yeah. I feel. We had a good time. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's a joy to talk about uh, um, these two uh, films that, you know, have... Yeah, and just going to talk through them again, going, yeah, what is actually good in there and what clever mm-hmm. moments they created. And, um, yeah, it was good mm-hmm. to, to touch on it again. All right, that's the bonus battle. Cut to us. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a nice little bonus battle right there that we mm. did live on this episode. Absolutely. I'm glad we got uh, good old Rob Oh, Lord. wow, your mic quality is suddenly so much better. What happened? Yeah, wow, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I, um... 
webcams? Why do they even have mics? That is a good question. Another good question is Beverly Hills Cop. Good movie. Oh, it is a good movie. So I've been told. I, mm. I don't know. We haven't reviewed it yet. So no. it could be an oldie. We, we don't know, but it might be. A goodie. We'll have to find out in that segment when it's coming up. That review, it's coming up real yeah. soon. But first, bloopers. Boy, me in the future, put water effects here. I'm Got gonna em. come to your house and kick. Got him. Wait. That, yeah. Got, got him. Yeah, we went on a lot of tangents. I apologize for that. That was probably my fault because I'm high on medication and alcohol. <laughs> That's good. Great mix. Good work. <laughs> yeah, You're your mean, best life. I mean, look, the dentist is not a deal, okay? Don't uh, judge me. Out of either um, of us, which is most likely to become an Alex Jones figure? It's time for you to pick next week's episode. I think you should pick it. Because it's your turn, Sandra. Dang. Because I have the list in front of me of the movies we're going to do next week. I think it would be rather hard for you to do it, even though you sent me the list. What? No, I didn't. So, Cloak and Dagger. That's not how this show works. Cloak and Dagger is a movie. And George is like, why do you want the gun, Victor? And Victor says I want to shoot an ugly fucker who comes around here that's what I want the gun for which is relatable yeah um, I, that's uh, that's why I want a gun here here in Australia <laughs> what no I'm cutting that wow <laughs> wow wow we uh, we mama god damn it <laughs> Kapowie. that was a good blooper segment though I like that one yeah that, that, that one's probably my favorite so far that I've listen to yep audibly mm, you've listened to these blooper segments yes yes you've heard because them because we listen to them live yes. when I say the word bloopers no 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 after you could sir no 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 after me no 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 after you no no no, no. after me after no, no, no. me after you blue. alright well if you insist so afterwards <laughs> no <laughs> no go for it <laughs> no 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 after you okay alright so <laughs> did I clap good yeah you clapped alright professional clapper I've, I've heard that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was nervous. I was nervous I was going to do it at the wrong time. <laughs> so I needed to pee really bad. Oh, and you <laughs> I'm sure you'll edit that yeah. out. Uh, no. Uh, I'm way off. Never mind. Uh, Whatever one it is. <laughs> uh, I'm slowly loading up the page. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my brain, my memory's coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, I wonder what the mic quality would be like in prison. It'd probably be like this. Oh, yeah, so I just, I just took the puppies, and I was just like, yeah, these are some cute puppies, and I'll grab the puppies. <laughs> why is, why is your voice pitched higher in prison? What's going on? What's happening to you in prison? It's just the microphone, you see, it, uh. it makes you more high pitch. Whereas if I, if I use my actual mic, then, then it's like this, you know, it's just normal. Yeah, 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 right. I but if it. I use the thing, the, the prison mm. mic, it makes it all high-pitched. No, that does happen, yes, that does uh, happen, yeah, the closer I move to my mic, the, the, the more high-pitched high my pitching. voice gets. Yeah, See, yeah, look, yeah. it happens. I knew you were going to do this. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to bring up the fact that we're kind of overtime, and uh, I feel like we really should get to the oh. next segment before, um, yeah, just to make sure that we've got enough time to do Beverly Hills Cops. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you want to introduce the second half of the quiz? Well, you see, this is the best part of the quiz. Do you know why? Why? Because we've already heard the first part. Let's go! Hello, and welcome. Once again, it's the quiz time, where we get the hard-hitting questions that don't make any sense. 
We have on our show Ben Volchok. My name is Sandy Widom. My name is Jack Lawrence McGorley. My name is Robert Lloyd. Question number one What was the movie we watched on episode 12? <laughs> was it A, Serial <laughs> Mom? <laughs> B, the Mighty Ducks. Um, sorry, I was too busy la- laughing. Uh, can you say A again? <laughs> a, Serial Mum. B, the Mighty Ducks. C, Monkey Trouble. And D, Jimmy Hollywood. C, Monkey Trouble. Um, I'll go Mighty Ducks. I want to say the Mighty Ducks because I remember watching the TV show, the cartoon TV show as a kid where they were actually ducks. What? And what? maybe there was like space aliens involved. That sounds wild. Um, and that was really formative. And I think, you know, I, I planned in my head my very first fan fiction. Didn't know what fan fiction was yet. Um, but Well, you're very invested in your answer here. And lucky yeah. for you, it's the correct answer. Oh my God. I've just got to follow my gut. <laughs> Episode 12. I mean, <laughs> God, who knows? Um, I'm Wait, gonna... what are you saying? Are you trying to imply that this, this quiz <sighs> isn't quite intellectually challenging? I don't, I don't know. Look, okay. Look, I, I'm going to guess the Mighty Ducks. You are correct. Hey. Well done. Hell yeah. Question number two. In 1986, the oldie but a goodie song was released by whom? Is it A, Eddie Mike, B, Mitchell Eddie, C, Mike Eddie, or D, Eddie Mitchell? I don't, I have no idea. Let's go C. Oh gosh, uh, Eddie Mitchell. I'm feeling D, Eddie Mitchell. Eddie Mitchell? Yeah, I'd date someone with that name. D, Eddie Mitchell. It was in fact D, Eddie Mitchell. Well done. For a bonus point, what language is the song? English? What language is the song by Eddie Mitchell? Yes. The song Oldie But A Goodie. Titled Oldie But A Goodie, yes. Look, I mean, all signs are pointing to English, aren't they? Uh-huh. Which, which is making me think that maybe it's not as simple, which is making me think that maybe this is a double bluff and it actually is that simple. That's, that's some good thinking. That's some good trains of thoughts there. So, look, I, I'm... <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go Occam's Razor and just say English. Since it's not multiple choice, I have. I want to say English or French. Wait, uh, you can only pick one though. Well, I'm only gonna allow you one. Okay, French, because you wouldn't ask me unless it was not in English. I'd say English. Ah, it was actually French. Ah, oh, French was my second option. Should have followed my second gut. Question number three. The term "oldie but a goodie" was coined by Los Angeles radio disc jockey. Art Labor in what year? Was it A, 1957, B, 1962, C, 1989, or D, 1973? B. Let's go 1973. I would say that it's probably not C, given that you said that the song comes out in, came out in 1986. So that probably rules that one out. Um, I'm going to say A. I'm going to go with 89, and this is the reason. Mm-hmm. When you're in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, you are an oldie. Mm. You can't determine the difference between an oldie and a good... What do you think's oldie? Probably the waltz? You're going with C, 1989? Yeah. Ah, unfortunately, mm. the correct answer was A, 1957. Okay, but I, I, you know, I refer to what I said before. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he is in the olden days. He was probably talking about, like, 
opera. So, so I fundamentally disagree with the thesis of that. Question number four. At the current time of making this, Wiktionary defines the meaning of the phrase oldie but a goodie as A. Something that is old but good. B. Something of media that is aged but is still of high quality. C. An object or concept that is not degraded with time. Or D. Something that is old or a tradition but is still valued or golden. A classic. I don't know if this is correct, but my favourite one was D, so I'm going to go with D. That's all pretty plausible. I really love the first one. I want it to be the right answer, but I don't think it is. I think it's probably either B or D, and because Wikipedia is always overly wordy and overly uh, edited and produced, I'm going to go with D. Oh, I'm going to go C. The B or D? I'll go B. Ah, it was actually A. Something that is old but good. <laughs> wow. Sometimes the simplest explanation is the correct exactly. one. Exactly. Something that actually says what it is but not actually going in any detail of what it means is the best. Question number five. What is Zach's favourite movie series? Oh, God. Uh, these come with caveats, but the first one is A, Star Wars, B, Jurassic Park, C, The Lord of the Rings, and D, Harry Potter. What are the caveats? Star Wars only includes the first six. Jurassic Park includes all of them, especially Jurassic World. Lord of the Rings does not include The Hobbit, and Harry Potter does not include Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, all right. Um, I feel like I should know this. Um, mm. I, 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 I think for me it's, it's somewhere between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. This is, see, this, yeah, this is difficult. This is difficult. Especially because I don't really care about any of these franchises. Look, okay, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, screw it. I'm just going to go... Uh, wait, hang on. Am I going to go Star Wars or am I going to go Lord of the... Hang on. Because... Uh, see, I don't want to be i don't want to be the type of person who, like, games this and is like, okay, well, the last... No, please game it. Game it as much as possible. Okay. Well, look, okay. So the last answer was, was A, right? So... I'm going to be like, okay, maybe the next answer is not A, which makes me think it's not mm. Star Wars. But, but did, you, did you notice that the previous answer, the question before that one, was also A? We had two A's in a row. Just two now. A's in a row. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's even pushing to say that it might not be three A's in a row. Um, but maybe it is mm. three A's in a row just to... Uh, just to wig you out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh... Oh god, who cares? Just say, um, say Lord of the Rings. I, I get the feeling that while you enjoy Harry Potter, it's not your favourite. That's the first one I'm going to cut off the list. So for me, it's between Jurassic Park. I'm pretty sure I know that you love Jurassic Park. Okay, what's my gut saying? And I'm, I'll just go with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in with my digestive system here for a second. Let's lock in Jurassic Park. Um, I'll go uh, Star Wars 1 to 6. I think it's Star Wars, but it should be Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings is objectively better. <laughs> the correct answer was C, Lord of the Rings, as my favourite series, because it is objectively better. Oh, Zach, I'm so proud of you. Question number six. In the episode on Gremlins, in the raving review segment, Ryan wrote this review for the movie. Blu-ray edition. Thanks, Daniel. What did he rate the film? Was it A, 2.5 out of 5, B, 5 out of 5, C, 4 out of 5, D, 0. 0.5 out of 5, or E, 1 out of 5? 5 out of 5. C, 4 out of 5. I feel like if he's saying thanks, Daniel, if it's a t if he's rating it 
Reading it poorly is probably not going to say thanks. Oh God, I gotta remember. I can't, I can't remember that far. I can I can barely remember. That's all right. You can guess though. Yes, I can guess. I have been guess. Uh, if you hadn't already picked up, I've guessed every single fucking answer. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I'll go four out of five because if you know, it's just a thanks, Daniel. If it was a five out of five, he would have gone thanks greatly or thanks a lot or something like that. I'll go four out of five. Look, I'm going to go four out of five. Four out of five? You're correct! Yay. It was, in fact, four out of five! Hell yeah. Question number seven. I've wrote this quote in my notes. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. What movie is this from? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you the options. Rob Lloyd, what's the answer? <laughs> that is indeed from Ghostbusters. Wait, do I get extra points if you don't give me the options? Ooh. Because I know this. Uh, sure, go for it. It is from the first Ghostbusters, and it is Bill Murray's character. What movie is this from? A. Gremlins. B. Ghostbusters. C. Indiana Jones. Or D. Footloose. Uh, it's Ghostbusters. I know. I've seen that before. I've seen it before, and now I, I don't know. I'm looking in Ghostbusters. For a bonus point, what is happening in this scene? Oh, in the Ghostbusters scene. I haven't seen it since I was, like... Six. <laughs> is he a reporter? Is coming in and being a real jerkwad, and um, he's asking the Ghostbusters to prove something, and then Bill Murray says, "Yes, it's true. This man has no dick." So uh, I know Bill Murray said it. I think they're talking to a police officer, and I think they've either like caused some destruction, and the police officer is reprimanding them, and someone is like. Oh, this sounds, I can't remember the exact quote that came before it, but Bill Murray was like, yes, this man has no dick. Well, what is happening is the scene is that the Ghostbusters have been brought to the mayor and there's a big argument between the Ghostbusters and Walter Peck over what is uh, happening. Uh, and Ray Stantz says the power was cut off by Dickless here. And, and Peck goes, they cause an explosion. And then the mayor goes, is this true? And Vakeman perfectly goes, yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And then there's a big fight. It's fucking great. I've seen the movie once, and <laughs> that's. I think I saw it when I was like seven, and that stuck in my mind because I was watching it with my sister and my sister's friend, and my sister's friend loved Ghostbusters and said, before that line came up, said, I love this line, and then it happened, and I, I just seared into my memory how much I agreed with her um, appraisal of that line. Question eight. On December 31st, 2018, we released our first episode. What movie was also released on the same day? Was it A, Dino King, B, Aquaman, C, Mortal Engines, D, Once Upon a Deadpool, E, Holmes and Watson, F, Taylor Swift, Reputation Stadium Tour, G, Leprechaun, Returns, H, Bumblebee, I, Puka, J, Lewis and the Aliens, or K, Dragon Ball Super, Broly. <laughs> um, now, I can tell you here now, there are multiple correct answers, but you only choose one. I can choose one. Um, Bumblebee. I'm going to go with my gut, because it's served me well so far. Aquaman. Once Upon a Deadpool. I, I don't know. I'm just going to go with Aquaman. You gotta go with Aquaman? Ooh, not quite. That came out on the 21st. Oh, damn so you it. Were close. It was close. Question nine. Of the top four questions I've asked you, which is the wrong answer? A, 1957. B, something that is good but old. C, 
Eddie Mitchell or D, the Mighty Ducks? You're, you're pulling some bullshit like it was actually 1956, not 1957 in the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening. So I'm going to say that one then, 1957. Which is the wrong answer. Well, 50, the 51 was the right answer. Uh, Mighty Ducks was the right answer. Um... I swear. Oh, Eddie Mitchell. Eddie Mitchell. Um, it's it's B, something that is good but old, because it's actually something that is old but good. I will go with B, something that is good but old, because you, you sneak, Zach. You switched words on me. <laughs> I I would never do such a thing. What? I, I accept I, I did do it here, but um, yes, it is in fact B. Well done. Question number 10. Final question. Let's do this. What is the best part of the podcast <laughs> is it a smelly old sandro b the clearly biased quiz runner zach c the movies doing all the work or d you the guest for being on the show this is a personality quiz <laughs> this is like one of those things where they're trying to figure out if i'll vote for trump or not <laughs> Oh, that's the whole quiz. That's that's been the whole quiz. We'll know exactly who you're voting for by the end of this. I'll let my um, I'll let my critical super ego get out of the way and let my uh, ego have a dance. Um, it's 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 D. It's me, the guest. It's obviously me, D, the guest. You thought I was gonna compliment you then? Never in a million years. Never when there's an option to talk about how great I am. Uh, it's, it, it's it's clearly gotta be uh, uh, Zach. B, Zach. Um, D, me, the guest specifically, me, for being on the show. Correct! It is you, Ben! You are the correct Yay! answer! <laughs> I'm totally happy to get that one wrong. Ooh, I... Very nice. I, I don't even have the points in front of me, but I can already tell just from, like, my senses, you know, my spidey sense, uh -huh. that it's close. It's a close uh -huh. game. Uh-huh. Is it because you have the points in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I've got the points in front of me. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the points, why don't you tell us the grand final score? All right. Yeah, I'll um, I'll do it quickly as well, just to make sure we got time for the review that's mm. coming up in a bit as well. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Don't don't, don't want to delay that any longer. So yeah. we've got to make sure to get on top of that right now. Exactly. Not delay it. No. Go now. We'll go now. Like go through the points. Probably going uh, least to most. Um, I was gonna go most to least, but I guess we could go least to most as well. Just that way, like the person last place doesn't feel like a loser. Uh, yeah, well, Jacob's on three points, um, and then we've got a four-way tie for third, which is mm -hmm. Sandy, uh, myself, Reese, and Rob. We're all on five points, mm. uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I wasn't expecting so many people to get five points. Mm. I, I thought four would be more of the... Yeah. I mean, but no one got four. Everyone got those... I think it was the bonus points that really got a few people over to that. I think you're right. I think you're right. From memory, I got both bonus points correct, and that really, yeah, yeah turned me around. That, yeah, that that really helped. You <laughs> um, in second place is Jack on six points, who would also be in five points if you didn't give him the bonus point for guessing Ghostbusters without hearing any of the options. Honestly, that was very impressive. He knew exactly. That was a great moment. He did. And look, to everyone who's asking, well, I could have guessed what movie that was from without hearing the options, yes. But I'm a host, and I watched the movie. This is not fair, is it? Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, it's not fair. It's not. No. It's, 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 look, I never claimed the quiz was fair. <laughs> Speaking of fair, 
who was the winner then? We got two winners. <gasps> Their names rhyme. Whoa. All right. You wrote a little poem for us then? Nope. Oh. Ben and Jen. We don't have time for poems. We've got a review coming up. Oh, right. Yeah, the review. I keep I keep forgetting about that. Okay. Um, uh, so Ben and Jen won. Good on them. Awesome. So um, what, what did they, they win? Uh, oh, we didn't figure that out. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to do that. Whoops. I see it right here. It's written to do... Come up with a reward. Uh, Whoa. Well, they could get like a like an extra vote on what we do next or... Um, yeah, but we know that Ben's going to vote uh, for the 70s and... And the 70s were bad, so... Uh, <laughs> maybe we don't give them that power. Um, maybe... Uh, we, I've still got that DVD up. copy of Lassie. Mm. Send that to one of them. We can split it in half and send half and half. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to call up Ben real quick. We won't be able oh, to yeah. hear you, unfortunately, but let me just do this. Ah, oh, that's all right. He might not pick up, which would make this even funnier. Hello. Oh, it's Ben Volchok. Hello. Uh, you can't hear Zach at the moment, but you are currently uh, live on the show. I'm recording with Zach. Wow. Uh, we're just letting you know that you tied first uh, for the quiz alongside Jen oh. on seven points. Good work. That's very pleasing to hear. Thanks. Uh, well, what are you going to do with your winnings? Um, well, I'm currently eating um, a plate of uh, semi-fried chicken. Yeah, I mean, I, and I plan to continue doing that. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ben. For uh, Congratulations. You're very welcome. Cool, that's Ben Volchok there. Good on him. Uh, let me call up mm, Jen mm, as well. Good on him. Hello. Oh, hi there. Is this, is this Jen Spears? Speaking. Oh, hi. It's me, Sandro. I'm on the line with Zach, but he can't hear you. I mean, you can't hear him because I'm wearing headphones. We're calling to let you know, hey, you won the quiz. What? Really? I mean, I know, like, obviously, um, that's kind of expected, but yeah. Yep. Thank you for letting me know. What did, um, do you mind if I ask how much I won by? Hey, what are you going to do with your winnings? What am I going to do with my winnings? What are my winnings? Great. Thank you, Jen. Bye. Oh, she really wanted to know what the prize was. I feel like I... Yeah, look up. I feel like it's best to not tell them. Yeah. Yeah, let's glance over that and just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, they'll love it. They'll love it. They'll love it. Leave it as a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we we really should get to this review. Oh, aren't we supposed to be wrapping it up? Yep. Really, we should have... um probably plan this but we should probably get on to the review before um before we run out of time because there's there's nothing really else to do but bloopers oh help me dick he's gonna twist me dick or pop me in or what what excuse me he's gonna twist my neck help oh i thought you were saying something else <laughs> what do you <laughs> think thought you said, said he's gonna twist my dick up it's his neck because he grabs his neck. He does grab his neck. What but are you doing, Sandra? Not hurt. his dick. Oh man! Right, what do what do I do for an opening for this one? Mm. Good question. Obviously, it's a Russian accent. Oh, we could just I mean, use that as an opening. No. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ruin it by tapping. Oh no. You've literally made it so that I can't use the audio anyhow. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking up maybe a quiz of some sort, like a uh, uh, trivia, uh, multiple ch- multiple choice, <laughs> a multiple choice, a, a multiple choice quiz. Was this review a <laughs> half a star, <laughs> B one star, C one yeah, and a half that, star? That would it, it would make it a stars, bit easier. E two and a half stars. <laughs> F 
three stars. G, three and a half stars. H, four stars. I, four and a half stars. Or J, five stars. Narration. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Okay, all right. I just heard a. Ooh, I thought you were fighting ninjas back there or something. Yeah, I was. Oh, I see. You have to. It just... was just Tum Tum actually. Tum Tum <laughs> rocked up and I had to punch him. Yeah. Oh, thank God. You have no idea how much I want to do that, by the way. But we'll get there. Um... You are a sick man. You are a sick, well, I sick four, man. I just, I just got to get it out of the. Oh God. But... Oh. But now we have no time. That was the longest blooper segment as well. That was almost two minutes. Well, yeah, why was that one so long? It was so much longer than the rest of them. What are you <laughs> doing? Sandro. No, why didn't you use that one first? Ah, I didn't realise it was going to be so long. Oh. Okay, uh, so uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Here's uh, uh, a review. Uh, uh, he's he's a cop. Yep. Um, he goes and uh, hunts some people. Um, yep. that are bad because yep. he's a cop he's like a detective actually more than a cop he does jokes every now and then and then he's like um Maddie Murphy jokes yep. it's good it's good uh, what, what was your favourite quote bong bong oh that's the crazy frog version yeah and then you just went crazy frog my favourite quote was here's your banana disguise that was pretty funny they had yep that was the guy from the Santa Claus he was good hey it cost 13 million what do you think it made oh right yeah that um two mil 316 million dollars this is one of the biggest movies of the year. We really should have probably dedicated a whole episode to it. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. This, is, this movie was great. Too bad we didn't talk about it. Uh, uh, we got to go. Uh, it was a good movie, but I thought the plot was kind of boring. It was a great movie. And I thought Sandra was wrong about the plot. All right. Oh, well. I'm rating it a goodie. <laughs> I'm rating it also a goodie. I'm giving it the Dead Dad Award. Whoa. Sure, I can't rebut because we don't have any time. I'm pretty sure a dad died in there somewhere. There was a lot of people who died. A lot of people did die. They just kind of killed everyone in the game. Anyway, we don't have time. Uh, a yeah. good movie, good movie, good good times. There's two sequels. What's our sequel? They do more sequels. Fun times. Mine involves war somehow. Mine's the Joker, but not. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Cool. See ya. Uh, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. All the stuff Thanks we usually say, except you've already heard it, because if this is your first episode... Uh, Why um, did you start with 100? You really should That's shouldn't. like... This one's an extra special one. It's labelled as such. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Am I picking next week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to pick next week. I almost forgot the segment. Do we have enough? Okay, quick. You have um, uh, City and Heat. Uh, Clay Eastwood and Burt Reynolds team up to fight the mob. Pass. Sounds good. Kind of interesting. Pass that, okay. pass that. Nope. Uh, 2010, the year we made contact, it's the sequel to 2001 Space Odyssey. Sure, pick that one. Fine. Yeah. Cool. Wait, it's a sequel I'm picking. I've got to watch one of the greatest movies of all time. God damn it. Anyway, we'll do that next week. Cool. Uh, wait, how do we end this? Um, thanks for listening. Here's to another year of great listening. Another hundred episodes. Of pointless garbage. Of Ben interviewing us. <laughs> yeah. And. Of just... As we try and find replacements. <laughs> Bye. Is that, is that our arc next year? We just yes. find. We're just going we're around finding to, so, so instead of guests we're having on, we're having interviews. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.